What a full week that we've had. But we come into you live. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Ace Tide Podcast, Episode 7. Get your mind right. Let's get it. Welcome to the Ace Side Podcast. I am your host, Smoking Aces. This is episode seven. Hope you guys didn't miss me too much last week. Had some uh, some little technical difficulties, man. Bound to happen. Bound to happen. But we back at it this week with another one. Sort of glad I got to take that last week off, man, to be honest with you. Because... It has been hella stressful, man. Hope y'all, hope all of y'all are doing better. Doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe, staying healthy. Um, what a week, man. What a week. What a week. What a week. You know, but as this episode says, it's all about trying to get your mind right. Get focused on, you know, different things that we got going on. Trying to stay encouraged. For all my new listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping in and joining me. For all my return listeners, thank you for coming back. Hope that I keep uh, offering you this entertainment, some good words, some good things, good topics, good takes. You know, um, this week, man, has been a uh, this well last two weeks has been. Pretty full, pretty full. Obviously, everything that's going on in the world. But let's talk about, of, of course, let's just start off with probably one of the most important, large, tremendous things that has happened over the course of these last couple of weeks. Jeezy Gucci battle. That was definitely something that I don't think any of us saw, but... You know, it's 2020. Anything can happen. With the way that 2020 has been going down, we don't know, you know, what to expect. What twists and turns are going to occur. Um, so, you know, initially, we all know this is supposed to be T.I. Uh, and and Jeezy. And it ended up uh, getting switched over to what the culture was asking for. What the culture wanted. Which was... The T.I. or the, eh, not T.I., but the uh, Jeezy and Gucci battle. Uh, for those who don't know, um, I, I mean, I'm fully aware as far as, like, the beef between them and, the, you know, the different things that have went, went on between them throughout the years, 15 or so years now, you know, since the Smack DVD days. Who remember those? But, you know, to have them come together was definitely a monumental occasion uh, definitely for hip hop, definitely for Atlanta. You know, I, 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 you know, keep in touch with a bunch of people from Atlanta and 
you know, the, the thought process behind it was, was like, this was the battle, you know, this was the thing they never saw. This is sort of like years in the making and years, them wanting this for years. Um, two kings of trap music genre, trap music sound. Um, two keystones to Southern hip hop, you know, and, and obviously having their own beef and their own uh, history with each other, you know, it added a different element to the battle. Um, did it, of course, they, you know, went all the way out with it, did it in Magic City, have Rick Ross there with lemon pepper wings and, you know, rose and all types of shit, man. It was, it was just, uh, you know, seemed like a very festive event. Seemed like everybody was tuning in. I mean, they said probably about like 2 million people tuned in. One of the, um, you know, higher, higher scene verses. As far as the actual verses goes, though, now... I'm a, I'm a honestly admit I'm completely biased. Um, I was never a huge Gucci fan. I was never a fan of the triple quadruple mixtapes that he was dropping, you know, with 180 songs. And I, I was, I was just never a fan of Gucci. Um, whereas in turn, I was a very big fan of Jeezy fan of his music. He signed a Def Jam you know, did a bunch of songs with Jay. So I went in obviously with some bias already, but I will say from what I saw, it was very interesting conversation that was happening. When you started looking at certain people that were going maybe straight off, like which song was bigger, like the typical things that we think of when we think of verses, you know, which song is bigger? Who has the most hits? Who has the song that just hits differently? And you know, who has those more memorable classic joints that they were playing throughout 20. Jizzy, obviously, in my opinion, has the upper hand by far. In, in my opinion, when you look at the scoreboard as far as song for song, it was a wash. I felt like Jeezy's songs, they just sounded better. They sounded more relevant. They sounded like they could have came out today and they would have been high quality songs. Um, even the fucking mix was just better like the joints just hit differently everything just smacked differently uh, in, in my opinion when it comes to straight the music it was no question that Jeezy took it and in that respect I probably would have felt a little bit better with him and T.I. going against it um in the T.I. versus Jeezy battle I in my mind as I was going through the numbers I was sort of like, oh, well, T.I. would probably have the obvious upper hand. But then listening to Jeezy go through some of those songs that he was playing, I was definitely like, oh, that would have been a great battle. I think a, a, a more, a, a more, I think that would have been a better battle, a more quality battle music-wise between T.I. and Jeezy. However, we cannot in any way discard all the insane shit that happened um and again all the history that gucci and jeezy have and the the talking and the sort of theatrics of the whole thing jeezy and gucci were definitely the battle to watch um you know because gucci you know obviously he has his hits of course has his songs that have rang out your 
again you're shooting this in atlanta in magic city with a bunch of people from atlanta and from that area and who have been in that area who know all the history and also one thing that you notice is people from atlanta have a completely different love of gucci's music because i saw plenty of people on my timeline that had the had the score some had the score like 16 4 for gucci and i'm like what battle are you watching but in their mind those songs by gucci just rang off a little bit more um they just had a little bit more impact to them and i i actually thought about it and i was thinking about it similar to like how where i'm from up in jersey you know and and that tri-state area like people like the Dipset and state property they were like huge to us you know they were like massive to us maybe not in other parts of the country maybe they weren't as big but i know for us Dipset, um state property you know g unit that era of those rappers and that mixtape circuit you know with fabulous and what he did and the locks and d block and you know joe budden even like all those guys that were coming out stack bundles these were a bunch of guys that were coming out with these mixtapes and they were really popping off up north and you know we loved them and if they go into a battle or versus with maybe somebody who has a couple more you know mainstream hits or you know more recognizable songs certain of those songs for us certain of those dipset songs those mixtape songs those b-side joints are gonna ring off more for the fans like myself than they may ring off for somebody who's not from that area didn't grow up and live and was nurtured in that type of music so i'll give gucci that is that the fact that when i looked at a lot of the people from atlanta a lot of people from atlanta were really pro gucci 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 they 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 felt like he handily won the battle um but again the music was sort of like a side note to everything else that was going on the body language between jeezy and gucci gucci being a little bit more you know gucci was definitely a little bit more in his bag definitely a little bit more comfortable um standing up sort of like rapping jeezy very you know confrontational is the word i guess that would be best word to use whereas jeezy was sort of like perform a little bit sitting back down talking to his talk to his man on side you know wasn't really wasn't you know wasn't really interacting or doing anything super extra to Gucci until, of course, the uh, the faithful moment uh, where where Gucci played the truth, and then it got sort of like, you know, got got the beads of sweat was coming across the forehead because, you know, I don't know what their discussion was beforehand. I don't claim to know. I don't know what type of dialogue they had before the battle. But I could say for everybody that was watching, when that song came on and the lyrics started coming on, everybody was sort of like, okay, this, this shit could get ugly real quick. You know, if that conversation wasn't had and this 
this is sort of a, you know, you know, fuck him moment. Then, then this could go left, you know, and then Jeezy, you know, sort of went a different route with it. Went the, the grown man, you know, Hey, we're grown men. And you know, the past is the past. And we reached out and extended the olive branch and, you know, we here to do this for the culture type deal. So, I mean, I can see where I can see, see, see where that went. I, I, I will say this. I saw a lot of people that, especially at the end when they busted out the So Icy duet, I, I saw a lot of people who felt like maybe it was put on a little bit and they sort of, you know, played it up for the fans just a tad bit, played it up a little bit more just to sort of get that draw that attention get people sort of on edge they're watching keep the drama up and then at the end you sort of but one thing you do notice is that they at no time like linked up hugged hugged it out you know or or you know gave each other a pound or nothing shit like that it was just sort of like they did their thing they had their peaceful moment and then they sort of moved on um you know but yeah gucci i will say uh, Jeezy definitely won the music battle, but Gucci definitely won sort of like the, you know, that battle of that second battle where it's sort of like the comments, what are you saying? The little slick talk, um, the aha moments, the moments that are the sort of memeable moments that are going to happen. Um, the shit about the, you know, outfit, talking about his outfit and talking about his jewelry and, you know, Talking about, you know, oh, look how he's dressed. And, you know, it, it was just it was just very funny that Gucci was just sort of like going there with it. Like, I don't I don't know if Gucci even came there with an intent to like be like, yo, I'm gonna have the better 20. Like you can tell some guys come some people come there with the idea of, hey, you know, this is going to be a true celebration and we're just going to play our records, you know, back and forth and, you know, play our records right um and play our best records and have a good time and then you could tell some people have a legitimate battle where it's like hey i'm gonna give you my 20 best and you're gonna give me your 20 best and we're gonna go at it neck neck and then you know and then you have what happened with jeezy and gucci where it was definitely more of a thing where it's like I, gucci was like i don't even care about like i'm gonna play joints i fuck with i'm gonna play joints i like but I'm here to more so just offer the entertainment up, keep the, keep the, keep the drama up, keep the, you know, keep the energy in a certain pocket. Um, and, and I think that made it an interesting battle. Um, I, I did have a, have a little back and forth with a gentleman on Twitter because the, 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 there were a lot of people, there were a couple of people, not a lot of people, but there were a couple of people that felt as though this may rank as possibly the best versus um i don't know how i feel about that i think that's a little far off i think that's a little far-fetched i mean when you're talking about the one thing about it is when you are talking about versus you know you're talking about a platform that was built to celebrate some of our great artists of hip-hop r&b um we see we've seen a couple of pop acts you know um, you know, the Ryan Tedder and the Benny Blanco battle. Um, we've seen, you know, Kirk Franklin go up against Fred Hammond. Uh, so you've seen diff these different little pockets that have popped up. But at the end of the day, 
it has to be, been to sort of take these greats and have them present their greatest music to us. And I think if, if I'm looking at a versus and I'm talking about the best verses, I want the verses who's going to give me the, the best music back to back. Like, like who has the best battle of the actual music? Because that's why I'm tuned in. I, you know, I, I understand everybody else, but why I'm tuned in personally is for that music back and forth. And I feel as though, like when you look at battles, like say Brandy and Monica's battle, you had that sort of drama and little tension and little stuff that was happening throughout the battle that people were watching and memeable moments. But the music back and forth between them was very like like it was on par. Like they like you were looking at two ladies that had killed the game and had produced so much music at a high quality. And you were sort of getting reintroduced to all those songs. Um, my personal favorite battle would probably be the DMX versus uh, uh, Snoop Dogg battle, which everybody thought that was going to be a left field fucking battle until the battle started. And then you heard just hit after hit. Like, in my opinion, that one to me might be the best actual versus um, maybe outside of like Primo, RZA, um, like I said, Monica to Brandy, Bounty Killer, uh, Beanie Man. Bounty Killer, Beanie Man had that sort of element that Jeezy and Gucci had. Um, but I felt the musical back and forth between the two was a little bit better, a little bit more even. You got a little bit more just hit for it. Whereas I felt like with the Jeezy Gucci battle, all the other aspects of the battle were very good. But when you went back and forth with the music, in my opinion, it was so lopsided on one side. It just got to a point where it was like, well, this, this is, this is, you know, this is a wash. So we're just watching for everything else. The, the best battles are going to sort of have a balance. And also one, one thing I brought up was the evolution, which I, you know, which I want to talk about the evolution of verses to go from Swiss and Timbaland in their, you know, studios or offices or, you know, in villas on the coast of France or wherever they were doing their battles from, you know, to go from those two in front of a cell phone camera playing music off a laptop, you know, that that's the first verses, you know, you know, through, you know, <laughs> the, the verses that was Shaw Garrett and the dream that, that crazy, mismatch you know just loose like everything that you could think of when you think of the raw like that's the raw that's the, the the that is so raw and uncut and just not commercial not corporate at all it was just like these two dudes battling sean garrett was out of his mind dream was extra cocky playing golf and shit like that to me you know when you look at those battles those early battles you know nelly with the jacked up wi-fi teddy raleigh and that absolute classic first battle even into the second battle where it was like still little stuff happening and the phone's going dead and it was just there's just so many battles, especially early on, that were great battles, but, you know, didn't obviously didn't have any production value. This was it was a more, you know, street level thing that was happening. 
to now where you have, again, you're sort of a little bit further um, down the line. You've built a bigger brand. You've obviously made some money and made some deals that have allowed you to access venues that have allowed you to access DJs that have allowed you to get sponsors. You have Ciroc sponsoring, you have Bel Air Rose, you have different people, you have an Apple deal, you have production, you have camera, you have lighting, you have, you know, props and stage and all like to, to compare, you know, because the argument was comparing the numbers of this Jeezy and Gucci battle and using that as the barometer of saying, well, this was the best battle because this had the biggest numbers. When honestly, if I'm looking at some of those other battles, they had memorable moments. They had incredible music. They had all these different things, but it just wasn't as polished as this was, which I don't feel musically was on the same level as some of the earlier battles. But production wise, because the production has got so much more money, now the production is out of the water. It looks, it looks great. And then the branding and then with Twitter and Instagram and the Apple and IG still going on, you're building a lot of traction to this, which obviously makes the numbers go up, which is great. I mean, this is an, an incredible thing that Swiss and Timbaland have done. Um, again, doing it, doing it for the culture and really you know, bringing something that is ours and celebrating people for their musical, musical accomplishments. One beef, man. I'm going to tell you one beef I have with this that I felt really strongly about. Yo, we out here in a motherfucking pandemic. We out here in a pandemic right now. People out here get coronavirus. People out here get sick. I personally know quite a few people that have gotten it, that have had to deal with it, that have, you know, it has it has really messed them up. You know, thank God, you know, as of now, uh, you know, I you know, I don't know anybody that that has unfortunately lost their lives, but I know people that, you know, have seen people lose their lives and, you know, to anybody who's out there who has lost someone or has dealt with this man, you know, I, I wish you strength, but, but one thing, man, I was just looking at that, looking at that IG and I'm, I'm looking at that, uh, you know, them talking about going to compound. Then you see the compound, the IG compound is motherfuckers packed in there like sardines neck and neck with each other with three whole people with face masks on, you know, and it's just like, you know, we are still in the middle of this shit, man. We're still in the middle of this pandemic. Like this shit is real. People are, people are getting really messed up and it's also fucking up everything else. You know, it's like, because people won't be a little bit more, maybe, you know, maybe be a little bit more responsible with just making sure that they're not out at shit like that in mass droves with no mask, no distancing, no, no type of care for anything. And then these numbers spike up and shoot up all over the place. And then we sit back and, you know, we're wondering why, you know, shit is getting shut down again. You know, here we are damn near December, you know, and we're, we're possibly looking at more shutdowns and 
more things going sideways and i think it's real that that was the only thing that really sort of rubbed me the wrong wrong way was that you know we gotta be we we have to be a little bit more vigilant in trying to deal with this shit because you know with this quarantine and distancing and coronavirus and covid and you know add every you know it, it definitely has put a lot of stress on the people you know it definitely you know i i i can speak personally man the amount of stress anxiety bullshit that i've had to deal with just in dealing with the coronavirus and everything that has come with it you know i i'm definitely the fuck over it i'm i'm at the point where i'm just like i really want you know to just move past this and i want us to be able to get back on track but that shit ain't gonna be able to happen we got people out here doing wild shit you know for for a good time or this shit didn't even look like that great of a time to be very honest with you look packed as a motherfucker and sweaty as hell in there and corona you could just see it like you could see corona just sitting in the air just waiting to drop on everybody in there it was just disgusting you know and it, and it, and and add to the fact that yo we're about to hit the holiday season man motherfuckers is about to go the compound today and then go kiss their grandmama on thursday like you know we got we gotta do a little bit better with that shit man we gotta take care of this shit we gotta stop acting like this shit ain't real we gotta stop acting like you know this is some this is some fake thing or this is something that's just gonna go away without us doing our due diligence to make the situation better so i mean that's that's my psa you know i ain't gonna i ain't gonna preach but i hope that y'all taking this shit seriously i hope that y'all are out here and uh, taking care of yourselves and doing all the washing the hands socially distancing and putting a mask on and all this simple shit that we really should be doing man you know we really should be taking care of this until we get to a point where we have better understanding and we can um you know move forward and and get back to regular life whatever the hell that looks like uh in 2021 um what else man what else happened this week oh got to go on hbo max did go on hbo max and watch the the fresh prince reunion um if you're like me man if you are an individual like me that was raised in the 90s man or shit if you're an individual that was raised after you know raised after that and you got a tv you know with nickelodeon nick at night and whatever you know i'm sure you've seen the fresh prince but i mean for people my age people from my generation fresh prince is like a cornerstone for us so to you know watch that reunion was definitely i mean it was awesome it was awesome it, it you know karen parsons tatiana lee ali they they both still look amazing um but it was just incredible to just see sort of like them grow um see them all back together you know i love seeing the the, the the black shows sort of coming together to do these reunions and and reminiscing back on like what they meant to to, to people like myself and and to the culture in general man um you know hearing them talk about just different things and you know the different um times that they had filming the show obviously the uncle phil thing which is fucking heartbreaking man I, I i ain't even gonna you know sit here and try to play hard like yo i was teary-eyed the entire time 
like because you know for anybody like and i know how we you know a lot of people feel like them feel about him now but you know the same way that a lot of people who grew up on the cosby show looked at bill cosby look at bill cosby you know and the cliff huxtable character and what he meant to them that was like similar to what uncle phil meant to my generation you know so to see that see him and sort of it was it, it that was the one thing it was like weird to watch the show and, and just not see him with them you know so watch the reunion and you know unfortunately he wasn't there rest in peace on phil james avery um and then for uh janet hubert to come back you know obviously we all saw like the the clips beforehand and they had the all the all the stuff with you know sort of the teasers of oh she's gonna be here she's gonna be here so everybody sort of knew she was gonna be here but to have them have the conversation sitting down having a conversation about you know what was going on and you know what happened and it's one thing that when you're a kid you you're not thinking of that you're just like oh shit you know Aunt Viv is light-skinned now like what happened you know but it's 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 this whole thing behind it where it was like you know and then you get older you hear about the beef and then you're like oh which you know Will was tripping or this and then you find out it's like this musical thing that they sort of had this beef with and she was going through shit that nobody knew about and it was you know it, it was it was very interesting and it was a very honest moment. Um, it definitely wasn't all like a lot of people try to dress it up on. They try to dress it up on like she was just more or less like we'll just sort of like let her go off on him or she she just had all this animosity and it was like no you know you guys had no idea what was going through. You were a young twenty one year old. You were probably immature and arrogant and you know acting your way and I'm acting my way and there's this tension and you know, then the money's not right. And I got a kid at home and it, it was just a massive amount of things as, as we all go through, you know, massive amount of things that comes your way and then it just implodes. And then you go, you know, and then you look up and it's 27 years later and you know, you haven't spoken to this person. Um, this person doesn't even have the idea fully of what the reason that the falling out happened. So I think that was in incredible. To have them sit down. I mean, it was def definitely like a old re reconciliation period this week, man. Everybody's, you know, a lot of getting together and piecing things up. And I mean, I just think we it, it was great to see that, man. It was just great to see some of that in the midst of all the madness and chaos that has been going on outside of that, you know. I'm not going to go heavy into it. I'm sure y'all saw more than enough of the, the, you know, weekly Trump fuck shit that goes on with this guy. I mean, it always seems like something's happening, but thank goodness this looks like possibly it's about to be fucking done because, um, you know, once you hit about 40, 40 or 50 lawsuits that you done got thrown out, you know, I figure at some point you figure it's time to, you know, Throw in the towel, give it on up, just let it go, bro. It's over. Um, and hopefully we're at that point because I will say that it has been um trying to, you know, I I often have to take time out from watching anything news-wise or even going on Twitter, going on social media. 
just because the conversation, there's always conversation concerning those things and people and their thoughts. And one thing I will say is that it definitely eats away at you. You stay, you know, you stay so engulfed in all this drama and all this mayhem, you know, and then add to the fact of everything that we're dealing with the anxiety of getting the virus and not getting the virus. And then deal with the fact of all the other elements that come with it, the stress and the financial and what whatnot, you know, mixing all these things up is a, a terrible cocktail to basically stress yourself the fuck out and your body to shut down. So, you know, I've, I've definitely tried to make a more concerted effort to sort of pull away from all the madness, pull away from the Trump madness. I check up on it as, as we all should, because this is some major shit, man. Like this is, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, you know, go on in, in this country, as far as American politics and this whole situation and how it's going down, you know? So I think that it is, um, it is something we should definitely stay up with. But at, at this point, he's just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. So it's not really much to get too involved in. I mean, you obviously stay up to date, but this shit looks like it's, we all know where it's going. We all know where it's headed. He knows where it's headed. You could tell by his demeanor, the motherfucker's not showing up to like meetings. Don't give a fuck about coronavirus no more. And he's just sort of doing his own thing, going golfing. And he, he's pretty much quit, you know, outside of Twitter. So, so at this point, I take his words and all his fucking lawyer's words with a grain of salt, even though, did y'all see Rudy Giuliani? That motherfucker looked like he was melting. Like <laughs> that shit was too funny. He looked like he was just, just falling apart. Like somebody had poured the dip on top of his head and he was just melting away because, and sweating, sweating like, sweating like a man in court, man. He was, he was losing his shit. I'm like, this is the guy you sticking out there in the front? That's a horrible idea. I mean, yo, quote my cousin Vinny, how dare he degrade the great movie that is my cousin Vinny by throwing that in the middle of this fuck shit that's going on. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's it's definitely, like I said, we definitely see where this is going. January 20th, we know what's going on. Um, at this point, with a lot of this stuff, it's just about keeping your mind in a right place you know, and trying to find things that keep you together, keep you focused, um, and trying to get by, man. It is it's hard to get by. It's hard to deal with everything that is going on and not, you know, have those days where you just want to shut down, those days where you just don't want to deal. And, you know, I just, like I said at the top of this, man, I just hope everybody is staying safe, not only like out here in the streets or whatnot, or out here in the world or dealing with the virus, but just staying safe mentally, man, doing the best things that you can do to sort of keep, keep your head in a good space, you know, and taking care of what you need to take care of. Um, with that said, man, we gonna, we gonna wrap it up tonight. I thank y'all for tuning in, you know, Please subscribe on all your little streaming services, Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, 
wherever you listen to your podcast um definitely subscribe stay tuned um i'll be back next week of course it's turkey day on thursday so i'm definitely gonna eat good um be safe out there if you're traveling if you're not traveling i hope you're enjoying the day as much as anybody else and as much as any other year um follow me on ig smoking aces uh 85 or at the aces high pod i holla at y'all then y'all have a very full and wonderful thanksgiving see y'all next week peace